Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name is Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hey. And uh, guest today is Anton Patzner. Howdy. Coming back for a round seven or eight or ten or who knows. We haven't even done ten episodes, so it can't possibly be ten, but... A regular, a regular appearance from the old Anton Patzner over here. Sort of a regular visitor. Indeed. On, on deck. Um, and we are here today to talk about um, an old film, I think for the first time. And when I say old, I just mean 20 years. <laughs> um, I think we've only talked about uh, brand new modern films, right? Mm, that perhaps. first movie we watched, we that haven't weird released 60s that. movie. Yeah, we never released that episode. Ooh, fun fact. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did a test uh, a test run on this podcast for the very first time when we did it on a movie called Three Sisters. Three Women. I mean, Three Women. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently forgettable for Laura. No, that movie I thought was awesome. And yeah, then cool. I thought it wasn't as awesome later on. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, but anyways, uh, the movie that we're going to be talking about today is called Heavenly Creatures. It's from 1994. Four. Okay, cool. Just double checking a quick little factoid here. Uh, written and directed by Peter Jackson, who you may know from the Lord of the Rings series. I think he also did The Hobbit. He didn't pass it off, did he? I think he did The Hobbit. Um, but yes, yes, and uh, it stars Melane. Mul- what you just said, it. Melanie. Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet's first role, actually, um, yeah. or major role, probably. It was introducing Kate Winslet. There you go. And introducing introducing Melanie Linsky as well. Okay, so both, both are their first, uh, first roles. But we'll actually get into more details on that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, what, what you been up to, Anton? I know that you uh, you mentioned that you had yeah, some shit to I got, say. Uh, um, <laughs> I got a new music project. Uh, it's called Strings, and um, it's uh, I've been doing um, remixes, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I started a SoundCloud page. It's Strings with... With no eye and uh, right now I just I've released one so far and it's a it's a comedy remix of um, my friend Nolan Ford's like oh, no, uh, no. acoustic song. Uh, and but it's I, like an electronic remix I, of that. I turned his acoustic song into a like gangster trap song. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I think you played oh, a yeah. section of yeah. it for me. And yeah, what yeah. was the main hook that you like sampled um, or whatever? Uh, or that you mainly use? Well, it's uh, the lyrics go like, you're invited to my heart. <laughs> I'll throw, an, I'll now, throw, I'll throw it in here. I'll throw it in the podcast. If I did not know any better, I would say that is the most motherfucking gangsta shit I'll ever done heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you can check that out at uh, SoundCloud <laughs> slash strings with no, with no I. There you go. S-T-R-N-G-S. W I T H N O I, and I just finished up another one for um, Big Eyes, which is uh, one of my favorite uh, DJs or whatever producers out of Santa Cruz, and oh, cool. I, I just did a remix for him. Nice, you're you're all. Uh, you're that'll all, come out this you're week. Busy remix, remixing. Yeah, yeah, doing a like damn a DJ. thing. Like a squeak, squeak. <laughs> called uh-huh. producers. Okay. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that's indeed true. That That's is, cool. That is what they are, they're calling themselves these days. You know what I uh, I was going to mention to you, Anton. Yeah. I mean, you oh, too. Oh, yeah, are. yeah, yeah. You yeah. could be including this uh, if you I want. I think I might know. So oh. I saw Aliens. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Talk about That's it. That's what I was, <laughs> I was waiting for. 
Yeah, I saw Aliens uh, this weekend or a few days ago. Um, and uh, I, I had seen Alien for the first time maybe a month ago or so and really liked it. And so I was definitely curious to see the next one. And I actually had no idea that it was such a genre shift. Um, mm. I think the first time I heard that was from you on this podcast a few yeah, episodes probably, ago. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I watched Aliens. It's, it's cool. I like it. I like it a lot. It was, it was uh, very fun, entertaining. Fun Did you movie. like it more yeah. than Alien? Um, it's different I and do. in I some ways better. Do. Yeah? I think, I mean, I like it like way more. Infinitely. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Personally, I mean, yeah. it's, it's my, it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> nice. Wait, is Aliens the one where the kid is all like, there's a little girl. Or uh, she, or she's um, all like, wait. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. or wait, what did she say? What? They mostly come at oh, night. Yeah. Mostly. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like, right. Mostly. That's so weird because when that happened, I was like, whoa, I'm getting serious deja vu here. That's so yeah. crazy. I feel like I've heard that phrase before. And now well, I understand. South, South Park. It's you guys. Yeah. South Park, Like it's like a running joke on South oh, Park. Or it? it was for a while. Oh, maybe that's know. what it was. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I was like, oh, that must they is just, that a famous line or have I seen that scene South before? Park, yes, like, just line. did an impression of it for like three seasons straight. Oh, okay. oh man. <laughs> right. I was completely unaware of that. Yeah. It is strange when you thought watch... I invented the genius of requoting that. Oh, you just thought that you were the <laughs> uh, the original... Uh, um, the original creator of Aliens. Right. The movie. Part. Yeah, part two. You. All you. Um, no, I thought it was cool. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more of an action thriller or totally. something. Um, less scary, but there's still like some kind of, you know, just suspenseful uh, moments and sequences. I thought uh, it's probably more interesting from a cinematography standpoint to me. Like the one scene, uh, one of my favorite parts of the, or my favorite shot of the whole movie was when the girl is like down in the water. You know, uh, when she gets separated from um, Sigourney, Sigourney, uh, Sigourney, Sigourney Sigourney Weaver, (laughs) (laughs) Um, when when they're hanging, when they're like trying to catch up with her, but she like falls into the water. Do you guys remember this? And then the alien is like behind her and and comes out. It's like this slow motion sequence and the alien like emerges from uh-huh. behind her and uh-huh. then is like yeah, about yeah, to yeah. grab her. I thought that was like, that was sick. Yeah. That was sick, rad, bro. Yeah, shit was sick then. That shit was sick. Um, but no, it was really cool. I, oh, I, uh, glad you liked it. I, I like all the lot. characters, like all the Marine character, tough Marine characters. Like yeah, how you know, they all I was go a little, down one by one. That I was like not so into. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think the movie was like perfect or anything. I, the, cause that aspect was the part that I was less into was just, the kind of ancillary characters I didn't care that much about. I, Game I cared. over, man. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> that was another thing that happened where I was like, wait, was it? Well, not deja vu because I actually know. Okay, there was this computer game <laughs> that when my oh, it got family sampled. first, I had yeah. that. What was it? Was it? It was like a Slick Willy or something. It Slick was just Willy. like a card game. It was wait, like a, uh, you played Slick Willy. I think a lot of video games sampled that. Yeah, Hold they up. must have. Wait, back up. Did you actually play Slick Willy? The Nintendo two game no, with it was the for face. Computer. I mean, sorry, with it was no, it was for a Macintosh. Yeah, and it had the face of Bill Clinton and you eat eating stuff hamburgers. And he gets bigger. Oh my god, I love that game. I totally played that. And there was like a round where you had to eat all the George Bushes. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, like crazy. the fir- it's like a mouse tracking game. Oh. Okay. Where it's basically like 
you know, helping you use the mouse better. But you, your, oh, your like mouse a- is, is Bill Clinton and he eats all these hamburgers for round one. And then the next <laughs> ra- le- level is like he eats French fries. Wait, and does the sample game over, man? Is that what you were I thinking? I think it might. That's what Anton's saying. Okay. You know, I've played so many like computer games like mm. that where you, yeah, like there's stupid like samples. Um, like they're References. like low budget games with one right. one stupid idea and I definitely just remember like the computer at my parents' house when I was a kid. Like when we first got a computer, there was like two games on the, on the computer, and I remember there was one. Uh, and uh, when when you beat the uh, sorry, I guess when you lose the game or whatever, the game over screen was that sample of like game, game over, man. man. And then when I saw it in this movie, I was like, oh shit. I guess that's what that must be from. And I it's wasn't like sure. such a like it's such a like great bad acting moment. Right. Yeah. He's like, it's like really bad, but yeah. like so bad that it's classic. classic. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah, I cared a little less about all like the kind of army man characters. I was mainly caring about Sohorny Weaver and um <laughs> The little girl who I forget her name. Uh, just mostly. Just mostly. <laughs> just call uh, her mostly. Newt. Her name's mostly. Oh yeah, Newt. her name's Newt. Newt. <laughs> Newt. Oh, that's right. My, yeah, Newt. Yeah. My, yeah. They're great. She's just like my parents call me Newt. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> when they feel like it. <laughs> I remember watching that movie with Anton, and we both were cracking up when that when that little girl was aliens. Like, yeah, when she talks about. Because it's hilarious. Being new. Yeah, it's really right, right, right. Um, so Pretty I long. Suppose the appropriate that was the thing, thing to do would be. Oh, you know, the, uh, I, I have the um, extended edition. Holy it. shit! <laughs> it's already two hours and forty minutes. It's not enough. There's a cool part in the extended edition where they have um, these cameras that are like, uh, they have machine guns on tripods that shoot mm. the aliens for them. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And it's and it, and they're like you're just sitting in the room hearing them go off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the practical effects. That's what I loved about the first movie, and I was really glad that they continue that they were still in full force with the second movie, yeah. even though you know there was some other stuff going on. But it always f- at least felt, you know, practical in that sort of it nice had a, a way. real vibe. It had that it had real, a real vibe. texture. Yeah, and the aliens are just. They're rad because oh, you yeah. know that they're like these real things that yeah, they made. Totally. Like the, I mean, you know, kind of spoilers-ish for aliens, but like the final main massive alien that they come across at the end of the movie, That's I was awesome. like, this is so rad. Like they built this. They have these yeah, sets are so cool. So cool. Yeah, it's awesome. yeah it's the, so the sets are amazing. It's actually. like the mo- probably the best special effects of all time. Yeah, Man, I mean, you know, growing up in LA, I would go to Universal Studio, Universal City Walk, and there was this store that had like all these cool like models of the aliens that mm-hmm. were. I don't know. They were connected to the movie somehow, like legitimately connected. Like and they were used on set, or something. somehow something like that. Yeah, and they had like these crazy models of the aliens from Aliens, and it was just super tight. I bet. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's a, it's a cool. It's just a cool design for an alien. Yeah. And uh, totally. H. R. Geiger, right? Something like that. Is that like the? <laughs> he's like the, the artist. The artist. Oh, okay. I don't know. Or at, art I don't know Some if puppeteer. the book is based on him, <laughs> I or <laughs> I don't know if the movie's based on him, or if he's based on the movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe they just looked at his face. They're like, ooh. You I mean, alien. No, <laughs> no, I mean, no, like, like if, I don't. If he's famous like, because of aliens, or if aliens... is he just like a fan that's drawing alien pictures and oh, just got really popular? Right, right, I don't right, know. right. <laughs> yeah, what can could be that? I, I really just don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I, the, the thing about this podcast is like. We don't really look up everything. No, exactly. It's all. It's, we're just. Uh, we're yeah, just. Yeah, we're pulling. just talking shit yeah. here. <laughs> talking shit. 
Totally telling it as Whoa. it is. Telling it like it is. Because it'll take time, and then and then you just they're just gonna listen to dead air. That's no fun for anybody. And it's also just like who the fuck cares? Yeah, it's like <laughs> who needs facts? No, it's like if you don't like it, lump it. <laughs> anything else? Anyone? No wait. Anything else up oh, with you? Oh, Do you have me? anything uh, else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, I want to talk about uh, the I movie about Heavenly Creatures. Okay, wait. Just the, Dominic, anything else for you? I was also going to mention that I saw Radiohead. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk about uh, it. Great. Um, oh, yeah. Incredible. Uh, really? Just loved it. I mean, it uh-huh. was just like, they're so good. <laughs> they're yeah. just so good live. Hmm. Um, especially, I mean, I've seen them now. This is my fourth time seeing them. I've seen them twice at like a big festival kind of setting. And uh, two times, actually, both at the Greek theater that were far superior, uh, including like this one. Pull out all the stops visually and stuff. Like, did they have a crazy stage design or concept or like projection? Yeah, I mean, they have like some stuff like that, but um, really, and I think we were kind of even talking about this is like the show is the is the songs like uh-huh. and the music like yeah. that is really the and focus. The changing instruments too, because they mm-hmm. like play crazy instruments. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just like the songs are just so good live mm-hmm. and they perform them just so well mm-hmm. that to me that is the show. And, uh, and also Tom York is a great entertainer. He just, yeah, I know. yeah, he's like dancing around. Yeah, yeah. Um and he's yeah, he's just a captivating person to mm-hmm. to watch perform music, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just like the dancing, but just like he is he's just a a force, you know. Sure. Um but yeah, I mean, they played just tons of songs. They they played for over two hours. I mean, it was just uh just a great night. And I I kind of realized as the night was going on too that um I think maybe part of it is just uh there's like an emotional connection for me and Radiohead's music just because I've been listening to them for such a length of time now mm-hmm. that their albums or even specific songs will like instantly Mark recall. Times in your yeah, life. I'll be sure. like, oh man, that is like. High school, that's like <laughs> sophomore year's summer, well, that song. I know? feel that way about at least one of their albums. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Or, well, like the Bends for me, high school. Yeah. 1998. Yeah. For my, yeah, my, my experience with that album mm-hmm. really marked that time for me. Yeah, for me, it's okay. Computer is totally... Because um, you're like younger. <laughs> that, that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> okay, computer, but also for me, In Rainbows. In Rainbows. I was really yeah. into that for so long. Totally. Uh, In Rainbows to me is college. Like that came, out, <laughs> that came out right when I started college. And so that first year of college, I, that was... My, like one of my favorite albums. It's actually about being a freshman. In the you know, bathrooms. uh, <laughs> the co-ed bathrooms. Uh, my friend Dan <laughs> Wool asked big me old an inch. <laughs> sorry. Oh yeah, I was getting into some rainbows back then. <laughs> and my friend uh, asked me is a good question uh, recently. He's like, "Who do you listen? Who do you listen to?" Like we were like saying, "Oh, maybe that person needs to listen to a little bit less Sufjan Stevens." And then he asked mm-hmm. me like. Uh, who do you need to listen to a little less of? And for me, definitely Radiohead. <laughs> definitely listen to way too much Radiohead. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were, uh, they've always kind of been like around and they'll come in phases uh, for me where I'll like listen to a whole bunch and then whatever. But, uh, but anyways, I guess what I'm saying is every time, it just felt like the entire night, every time they started another song, I'm like, oh yeah, like That's that cool. song, you know? Uh, just, just uh, the whole set was great, and um, they're just great performers. And yeah, with the visuals, it was subtly done, very cool visuals, but mm-hmm. it's like what, just where, enhancing like, the what songs. Was it? Uh, mainly, it is just like this weird kind of ever gestating collage of all these close-ups of them performing 
actually live. I mean, it is cameras that are strategically placed all around the stage. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen and this. and so it's like they'll have a close-up of his mouth singing or yeah, they'll yeah. have a close-up of the snare uh-huh. or they'll have a close-up of, of uh, um, you know, Nigel, like, playing his bass or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, just giving just, you a better view since you got a seat in the, yeah. way in the back. You can Right. But it's also not, like, it's not just about that. It's, like, they're kind of... Coming in and out of focus. It's it's yeah. more it's just like, like making collage of them all. Yeah, in the background, gotcha. yeah. For me, when I, I've seen them with the similar setup, and mm-hmm. for me, it was fun because I'm really into the, watching the weird instruments, and they had like close up on the delay pedal, yeah. and he's turning the knob on the delay pedal, and I get to see him right. do that, and I'm stoked. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Speaking of which, we actually saw a friends band play the other night that was really good, oh, which yeah. was Low Roar, who reminds us a little bit of Radiohead. Yeah. What? <laughs> and yeah. he was like turning knobs on pedals, and it was awesome, It actually. was a really great show. It was a great show. They played at the Independent, and we saw them like yeah. Low Roar? three nights ago. Yeah, yeah. They, he, he's from... Uh, he, Anton's old band, Audrey Sessions, is... He's from band. Iceland. Well, no, no he's from here. <laughs> well, he's from here, but he he lived in Iceland a for a woman while. in Iceland and lived there, and now but now he lives, he lives in, in Poland, Poland. So why not just say he's from Poland? He's from Poland. <laughs> he's actually from here. Um, <laughs> but he was so he's uh, on tour right now, or something. yeah, he's okay. on tour. They were uh, on tour with, with a band called Sam Furman. Yeah, which we're not supposed to. Say bad things on this podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what you thought of them. It's such a mystery. Oh, well, they were great. They were really nice and really cool. They're um, really nice. <laughs> no, we didn't even well, talk. More to about them. Low Roar, please. Yeah, Low Roar. I think you would have really liked it. I mean, yeah. it was like kind of had a little bit of a uh, um, uh, Bonnie Bear kind of feel. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, but it's a, it's more. I would say it's more DJ set than band set. I would say closer to a DJ kind than a band. I mean, they, they were definitely have a table, had three tables set up and in, in uh, a row, like set up in a horseshoe shape. In a horseshoe, of. and they're all like, there's and like, they're all yeah. each of them has a table, and they're at their tables, and then they they can they could pick up an instrument and play it for a little and while, and they did. But then they'll go back and it wasn't turn knobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't just turning knobs and pressing buttons. It was also playing like real instrument. I mean. Playing organic instruments too, mm-hmm. like you know, they were playing basses and guitars and drum. Well, actually, not drums, drum pads. But I mean, it was really cool the way they had it set up because yeah. it was just the three of them in the middle of the stage with their three tables um, connecting, all touching. All the t- all the tables were touching each other, so that it was like a U shape. And so two people were facing each other, and then there was one person in the middle facing outward. And um, they all like just brought so much to their tables, literal tables. <laughs> but they did. I mean, they all sang. So they had like crazy harm- three-part harmonies cool. that sounded nice. amazing and um, really awesome tones that they were emitting from yeah. all their different toys. Oh, man, I want to hear it. And it, yeah, musically, the songs were good, too. Uh, musically, I would say that it's like ambient electronica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, pop. I would pop. say, well, he, yeah. Definitely got some pop hooks in yeah, there. Yeah, and and, mean, and there are drums. It's not all ambient, right? But, and then the beats are cool too. Yeah, but I would say Definitely that um, cool. live it was much more electronic than the records. Mm. Um, and I actually preferred the live show to cool. the record. I myself, I love would when have that to say the same thing. And the I actually do think though that the songs are there and this there are great lyrical hooks too. It's like all around a really good solid, solid band. I think slash show. He's got it all going on. I think he could like, yeah, it's gonna blow up. Right on. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else have you been up to, thing. Laura? What have I been up to? <laughs> Besides, uh, well, other exciting show. things. 
Um, I recently read an issue of Elle magazine. Ooh. What's <laughs> Highlight of my day yesterday. Honestly, no. I don't even know what the I Elle just randomly is. have been getting free Elle magazines, Better <laughs> Homes and Gardens, and um, National Geographics in the mail. And I don't really know why, but I'm taking them with a stride. You don't know why? You're just in the middle of the no, night are signing up for all these no, magazines? No, I'm not. I'm in not. your sleep? It's I like... vaguely recall saying yes to some kind of phone survey uh-huh. that offered me free things. And oh, I was like, go. I'm not going to give them my credit card, but if they want to send me the shit, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess I'm getting them. And I got an L magazine. You're not canceling them, so. <laughs> no, but you know what's weird is like I will be at a supermarket and I'll see these magazines and go, oh, I want that. You know, and I'll like browse through it while I'm waiting in line to buy my groceries. And I feel like if I could have this for free, it would be mm. awesome. But I really don't want to pay $8 right. for an L magazine. You want it, but you don't need it. True. And yet <laughs> here I am getting L magazine in the mail for motherfucking free. And I don't care. <laughs> My intrigue is through the roof. What does the L stand for? No, it's not a letter L. It's <laughs> Dominic. Oh, my God. The L E-L-L-E. E-L- the God, L. don't you speak French? Jeez. <laughs> L. It's like a very famous fashion magazine. It means she in French. Yeah, it means she in French. Oh, E-L-L-E. God. This is, I'm so out of the. You only so go to buy right. <laughs> or like stores like that. No, um, what? Because you, they only have magazines like this at mainstream stores like Safeway. And shit. Oh no, but see, I just don't even, I don't even look. Is the thing <laughs> like I, I, I go to Safeway. What are you oh talking about, I get, dude? I, I hit up a Trader Joe's. Like, have you have never glanced the magazine racks in a line at a? I look at them Safeway? from afar, and it, they just look like. They just look like objects with nothing written on them to no, me. they're not. They are objects doesn't with something look, written on doesn't them. Doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> well, anyway, it's just... The annoying. L stands for she. <laughs> the L stands for look this shit is motherfucking tight. No, I don't know what it stands for. No, um, it's well, funny great. though. But my point is that it's ironic because I now I am getting them in the mail for free. And I really like feel like it's kind of a chore to think about having to read this fucking thing. <laughs> You know, I'm just like, oh, God, I have to get through this magazine. So I started browsing one yesterday. Uh, and of course you did. <laughs> I mean, there were some fun pictures, no doubt. But um, holy crap, I realized actually in reading, like browsing, scrolling through some of the text that was actually written in this magazine that it's a total like Republican owned magazine, I think. Wonderful. Like there were all these like like Trump administrative supporting articles in it and there was like a whole like four page fucking essay on Kellyanne Conway and her greatness why she's great and I'm like this mm. is kind of funny yeah. <laughs> it was Fuck just that uh, shit. I know I was just like wow I did not know that they I would not imagine that a magazine like that would necessarily be Republican like yeah, I supported thought the media was all Democrat yeah I mean you would think <laughs> well you would think that most of like Hollywood and, and like the art and like the entertainment industry yeah, would be anti but oh, I see you're the, joking. The yeah. Anton's joking. No, but the failing media. The fa- yeah, the failing media. Right. No, I mean the failing okay, bias. Obviously, media. it's the media's fault that we're in the position we are today with the Trump administration. <laughs> but look at fucking like you know the Academy Awards and how uh-huh. pretty much every actor's speech was about how we need to fight. <laughs> no, for sure. No, it is surprising. It yeah. is surprising. <laughs> or whatever. Totally. So I was just well, like, I guess oh. I'm not going to read that. Yeah. Now I'll I think I'm going to just like, music. I think I'm going to put it in the toilet paper roll <laughs> bin. No, I'm kidding. No, but it is funny because I just found myself not being interested. Oh yeah. But you know, what's kind of ironic is that the, the last issue that I got that I read had Anne Hathaway on the cover 
who was the star of the movie that we just recently reviewed in our last uh, podcast, Mm -hmm. and who uh, further reinforces my opinion of her, which is that I'm not that into it. Just not into it. Yeah. (laughs) No, that wasn't a good movie. It was not. It was terrible. Horrible. Really terrible. Skip it. So yeah, that was one exciting thing in my life. L magazine. In the mail. Um, also, let's see. We've been watching the show Transparent. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Kind of an interesting insight into that world. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. I don't know. I feel like it's slowly starting to like replace the gap that Girls has now left in mm-hmm. my... What know, season are you My are entertainment you schedule. Uh, season one. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I've seen the first two seasons, and I think, there's, <laughs> I think the third is completely done. And, oh, really? Just, Do you like I'm it? I'm not caught up. Uh, oh yeah, I totally like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just I I kind of forgot to be watching season three when it was on, and then it just has left my mind. It's just yeah, it's I I get <laughs> sidetracked easily. You know what I think about that show? I think it's interesting and it's kind of like a sit back and relax kind of show, but yeah. um, it's interesting to see Gabby Hoffman doing her thing in this show, like Who being the play? kind of characters that she's current like recently been playing. She is like the younger daughter. Like the more like okay, there's like the lesbian daughter, and mm-hmm. then there's the younger one who's mm-hmm. kind of tomboyish. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. She, oh yeah. And I she like was her. in Girls for a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. And she's like tending. To, I mean, the only things I've seen her in in the last ten years or fifteen years has been this show and Girls. Girls yeah. And both times she's playing these kind of like intensely, kind of intense. Strange kind of like hideous characters, <laughs> to be honest. And uh, it's kind of a shock because. I used to kind of look up to her when I was a kid Mm because she was in movies as a child that um, I thought she, like the roles that she would play, I thought were like cool. Mm -hmm. Like she was in Sleepless in Seattle. Didn't see it. I think it was Sleepless in Seattle, yeah. And she plays a cool, like kind of, I don't know, just sort of aloof kid. Uh (laughs) Like a very young kid, like maybe third grade. Right, right, right. (laughs) But she seemed cool. Child. She was also in a movie called... um, called now and then with christina ricci mm-hmm. and she like see seems kind of cool in that looked up to, that was when i was in like seventh grade that movie came out so we're talking a while ago um so yeah it's just funny because she played these kind of cool characters before that were very normal and like mm-hmm. i don't know a standoffish in a kind of way that was made her have a certain appeal but now her characters are like these intensely like gritty kind of nostril flaring kind of weird just very uh you know grab them by the balls kind of vibes uh-huh, uh-huh. um and i don't know if i like that oh, well <laughs> it's fine it's, yeah i mean that show that show to me uh i just really like the writing and um just the the acting is is great who who plays because she has these like yeah these really intense eyes like she really has this wide-eyed kind of hysterical look in her face you know she's what i mean look, by she's that? Look. she always yeah. has that look i feel well, like well in girls she definitely did but mm-hmm. that's what i mean do you can you think of anything else she was in besides this and girls no so yes she always <laughs> just, has really that look because she that. had yeah. the same similar character in girls which mm-hmm. is yeah which is why i found it very like i was like thinking to myself did she become this character or or what Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so that's all I've been up to, really. Just, you know, watching that and reading random issues of Elle magazine and hopefully going to get to some National Geographic pretty soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Why don't we get to our topic? Because I yeah. feel like we're all kind of excited to talk about it. Totally. Um, yeah, so again, uh, the film that we've all just seen is called Heavenly Creatures. It's from 1994. Um, and it is written and directed by Peter Jackson. 
and starring. You hit it. Starring uh, Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet. That's right. I was just talking about right before we did this podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I am just basically actor blind. I I can't remember actors' names for the life of me, but I can certainly remember directors' names just like on a whim. What on does a, that say? It means you don't appreciate those you direct. <laughs> No, I'm it's kidding. not that. It's really You're just like, like I don't care about you. Like you when are I see something, gra- a puppet, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> for yeah. which I will right. channel my vision through. Right. I guess just right after I see a great movie, the first thing I think is who directed that, not oh who was that actor or you know what I mean. Like it's just even when I see a great performance, I'm still like wow who directed that. <laughs> you know? Really? Hmm. It's 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 just it's just how I've always kind of thought mm-hmm. about movies. Like even when people ask me like oh what are some of your favorite movies. I'm like, it's easier for me to tell you my favorite directors, mm-hmm. you know, because if I really love a movie, then I want to know all about the director. Anyway, this is a little Maybe sidetrack. that's why people are like calling the actors the talent <laughs> or whatever or not, you know, like as a kind of, it's right. a thing I've noticed on set uh, doing these acting the gigs lately. On set. It's like the actors don't have names. It's just like, are you talent? Okay. Get back to, go, go, go back to, to wardrobe. Uh, quiet on but set. But the please. director has a name. <laughs> that's true. It's funny. It's like, uh, yeah, I just did get, did get that vibe that like the actors were just very much not in charge of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Anyways. Um, yeah. So Heavenly Creatures. Um, Initial I, responses? I liked it quite a bit. Quite a bit? Mm-hmm. You didn't love it? I, it's like a border on love. Jeez. It's a border on love. I'm surprised that you're only on a border of love. What, are you kidding me? Uh, just That's, let it sink It's very in. good. No, I would have thought that you were like beyond the borders of the love. I, you know, actually, it's, I, I'm still forming my opinion as we speak on it. Okay. But um, I definitely liked it a lot. And I was trying to think of what maybe I didn't like, and there wasn't much, and we'll get to that later, because I'd rather, I'd rather not talk... It, anything negative right up front about it because sure. there's so much I, I did like a lot mm-hmm. about it like to me one of the standout things is the cinematography I mm-hmm. think is just incredible the mm-hmm. entire the entire film is just gorgeous to watch mm-hmm. the colors are incredible the, mm-hmm. the movements of the camera are incredible mm-hmm. the transitions between scenes are incredible mm-hmm. it's just like inspired and actually inspirational to watch like yes. there was moments throughout this movie that I'm like damn what a great idea like what just a great real way to capture a scene that again doesn't rely on like CG or or any sort of special effects other than just like let's just make a great set or make a great room or make a great costume or yes. whatever it is just to like tell something visually and just have it be effective. So that was kind of the runaway success of this movie to me. All um, reasons why I strongly recommended this film to you and wanted yeah. you to see it because I knew you would like it. Oh, well great. Well I definitely that is like it's it's hands down. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just a visual masterpiece. I think. Yes. Um, oh yeah, and, and on on many other levels actually. Yeah, yeah totally. That was the part of it that really struck with me for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I just think there's like these scenes throughout the film that just really capture a sort of childlike the feeling of being a kid with like a really great friend. It captures that friendship of of, of childhood so well, and actually like. Uh, the intensity of it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fantasy of it. Yeah, right. And the whole blurring of fantasy and reality that is kind of happening throughout the film, which is so, of course, crucial to the plot um, and what ends up transpiring, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the transition of these two girls uh, who have this like deep friendship. Um, but yeah, 
I just thought that it was just really well handled and really well like directed. Again, that's what I was thinking of the entire time. Like, wow, this is just an incredibly directed film. And I will say, I have seen the first Lord of the Rings and uh, fell asleep midway through. <laughs> and I'm and, not a fan of that. And never watched two or three or uh, honestly, I don't even know how many there were. Yeah, I have not. <laughs> I don't think I've actually seen a Peter Jackson film all the way through until this. Uh, Unless he did something else that I am unaware that he's that uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, he did a Michael J. Fox movie. Okay, I think. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyways, I guess what I'm saying is this made me actually very interested to look up anything else he did besides Lord of the Rings. I think Lord of the Rings is just not going to be my thing in general, but that's a content issue. Yeah, <laughs> um, totally. But his directing skills are top notch. Clearly, like clearly, this dude, he 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 knows his shit. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm but, looking it up now. But Anton, what did you think yeah, of the yeah, movie? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, uh, I think it's way better than Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I, d- I mean, uh, night and day. I, I don't. Yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings doesn't have any of this kind of fun attention to, to detail, detail. Dra- dra- dramatic detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but this did. I thought. Um, it's kind of like an opera. They, like mm, the style mm. of it was opera. Yeah. Um, there was like music video moments of it. Um, there mm-hmm. actually was like opera in real opera in it. But mm-hmm. even when it wasn't opera, the music was basically the instrumental music from an opera. Right. And uh, yes. the camera work and the, the stylized colors and mm-hmm. costumes and everything all kind of seemed like very big budget stage production yeah big like lighting changes and yeah it was very theatrical Mm -hmm. uh which was great and fun and uh i know i can understand why it's like one of laura's favorite movies it's all it's all dresses and fairy tales right which isn't really my thing but i uh you know i got i I get into it with this so yeah maybe that's what maybe that's maybe that's it (laughs) That like, makes you not love it, like beyond the borders of Fantasia. Yeah, but it's it's to no fault of the movie because obviously it has this thing that it's going for, which isn't it just isn't like my exact thing. With, St- but, like, but you I was mean, like, thinking in terms of style or like aesthetic taste, right? Um, but I do love when something is just done this well. It's like Undeniable. it almost doesn't matter. It, yeah. it almost doesn't matter what it's going for. If it's doing it that well, then I'm interested. But I will say there are other styles that if it was in that style, then I would probably be just like freaking out. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, just in the sense, like as I was watching it, I was thinking like, wow, this is just a, this is just Laura's, uh, this is just a, a made, made for Laura movie right here. <laughs> kind of. I mean, there's other movies that are made for me too. Let me tell you. Definitely. But this one, yes. I mean, so what do you think of well, uh, Heavenly Creatures, Laura? Well, I, I mean, guess. yeah, I've been trying to get Dominic to watch this movie for a while, and uh-huh. I've seen it, you know, a couple times before. But I think this movie excels on like all fronts, really, in terms of filmmaking. It's the direction is incredible, mm-hmm. the cinematography is outstanding. I mean, just the lighting and the sound, the sound design and the music is—they both interplay with each other so well, and. There's just such an essence that's captured in so many of the scenes and over in the overall film too. Like it's just each scene really is like a like a storybook image. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just so captivating and it yeah. really is like sensory, um, like compelling. 
So it's not, it's like not just a visual like thrill, but it's like sensory and it gets gritty and there's like sound and there's texture and it's, yeah, it's just really stimulating on all levels, I think. And the casting is just impeccable. Like, mm. I mean, they couldn't have cast better people for the parts of these girls, you know? I mean, that one, the girl who, or Melanie Linsky, who plays the black, the black haired girl mm-hmm. is so good. I mm-hmm. mean, I just thought that that was prime, prime acting. Both of them. I oh, thought. both of them. But particularly, I was just going to say, particularly the black, Melanie Linsky, I thought really like her delivery was so compelling and so it was both subtle and it was like extreme on, mm-hmm. you know, on various levels and scales throughout the movie. And uh, I was really surprised that she didn't seem, well, I don't know of a lot more things that she did after this movie other than wh- when we saw her recently in the new St. Vincent movie. But Anton, what were you going to say? Oh, the, the, the acting was directed really well. Yes. And um, like, it was a very kind of big acting, like, theatrical, like exaggerated, theatrical, um, dramatic acting, but uh-huh. it was really well done. Yeah, uh, but it was like, in a way, it was almost like taking a magnifying glass to these emotions and yes. these extremes and like yes. literally putting them under the microscope. But I, f- I feel like it really does pinpoint these emotions that I myself have felt. You know what I mean? Like just the look on Melanie Linsky's face throughout most of the movie, which is one of just like total loathing and disgust <laughs> for and contempt for like the yeah. world mm-hmm. is just, I feel like that expression speaks to me. And that no it one understands her. She's like very isolated. And yeah, well, it's just like, you know, there was a phase in my life where I just would look around me and hate everyone and everything. And <laughs> I felt like so connected to her character when I first saw this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like her expression, though exaggerated, it was actually very realistic to me and honest. And like, um, I just connected with her character a lot on certain levels. And it's you, crazy. That why don't it's a you give story. a brief synopsis of what this movie is about? Okay. The for film people who have not is... seen this film from 20 years ago. Okay, it just it uh, it's the story of two girls who become friends. One moves in there. It takes place in New Zealand, and uh, one of the characters, played by Kate Winslet's character, moves into the town where they're living in New Zealand from overseas. She um, and they become like inseparable best friends, and they have this connection with each other that's like almost telepathic, that kind of transports them into this fantasy like realm where they are both like observing the, the things around them and also creating the story of that world as they go along. And they just develop this really strong bond and it's like borderline, like lesbian, sexual. There are hints of that throughout the movie, but mm-hmm. it's never like, it never really, I mean, we don't really know exactly what happens, but also there's a voiceover narrator, which is the voice of the actual diary. It's right, the it's all literal diary. A, a true story. Translate there, the, the diary entries of the main character in the film. And it's also based on a true story. And so the outcome of the movie is all true. And, and yeah, it's just the, the story of two girls and, and um, what happens to them and how their parents uh, decisions um, in terms of how they relate to each other and their course of their lives affects their um, decision to carry out something at the end, <laughs> basically, in cool. the worst way possible of describing this movie. No, I, mean, I thought that was the great. most illiterate way. <laughs> no, 
Cool. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we could probably get into a spoiler kind of territory, I think. I, yeah. Unless if anyone else has uh, anything they want to say about the movie before we get into that. No. I think those are our first impressions. So yeah. I think definitely you should if, see this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen you this, haven't, yeah. it's just amazing. But mm-hmm. yeah, just truly art, like artful filmmaking and like craft on so many levels. Um, totally. I don't know. What do you want to say? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, you know, Let's get spoilers. Uh, we'll be talking about those. So if you don't want any spoilers for this film uh, and you're planning on seeing it, then uh, now would be a good time to turn off the podcast. Um yeah, I mean, uh, well, the, obviously the big thing is that they kill their mother. Not or, their uh, mother. Sorry, the yeah. mother of the black-haired girl the, played yes. by Melanie Linsky. And her, she, her name in the film is Pauline, but then she has like a fake name that they make up. Not a fake name, but they in their fantasy world, her name is Gina. Mm. Oh, and right, yeah. so that's kind of, I don't know if that was confusing to you guys, like watching the movie, why she was getting called all these different names, but it was like... There was, was a name that she made up for herself, and then there was her na- actual name, and then there was her middle name <laughs> oh, that okay. her parents would sometimes call her. I wasn't really picking that up, I guess. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. There, yeah. yeah. I guess I picked up a lot more like watching it for the fourth time. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. In the dialogue or whatever. Well, I mean, I would just say that that final scene was extremely um, uh, difficult to watch really uh, which is it's so strange because you know i i, w- I watch a lot of fucked up shit. yeah i would have thought you would have like <laughs> loved it and embraced it no hardly. yeah I, I mean i do think it's a it's great it's a great scene it's it's well done but i mean the content is just so sad it's and so just dark like and sad, yeah. uh man i mean you just really feel for that mom character yeah, I, I i was just like man <laughs> what do you guys just just cha- have a change her. of heart. Yeah. Know. <laughs> like, what yeah. do you do? I mean, it's like, you know what happens because in the beginning, you know what's going to happen. Um, I do like wonder how much of what exactly happened in that scene was true. Like, did she really drop that jewel? And then did the mother really bend down to pick up the jewel? Well, who knows about that? That's so I, like sure fantastical that, and I'm it's sure kind of romantic in a way. But I doubt that it was that kind of like, I mean, that, that seems like <laughs> a made for the, the movie bit, but yeah. Um, but it's it's brutal and oh here's a question a beautiful scene actually as they're walking down into the forest oh, or, yeah. or just down that path yeah, it's I mean so pretty um, and just like the music and is just kind of taking over in slow motion and I just thought fuck <laughs> do you think that the unicorns were real <laughs> uh, I think they I think they did bring in uh, the the two known living unicorns I think they were film. like these like Icelandic unicornicus mm-hmm. U- unicornicus what were you gonna say. Unicorn cock. Oh, okay. Anton looked like he had something, but he's shaking his mm. head now. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. I mean, I, I could talk about one thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I like Harry Bout's music always, but uh, <laughs> the music is great and it's like all orchestra, except so for when it was like in her like violent fantasies and then it was like, like synthesizer MIDI version of stuff. Oh, yeah. Kind of an really? interesting thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought uh, well, I th- I remember like there were like really strong like bass pizzicatos and yeah, my, or maybe synthesizer, but it was like only in towards the end, like she's like having fantasies of killing her mother. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, where crazy. it starts getting like manic. Yeah, it kind of almost sounds a little bit. Um, what's his name? Why am I blanking? Boingo, boingo. Danny Elfman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, in a little terms bit. Of, yeah. Well, it's just it's also that theatrical element. Yeah. But it was like not theatrical in the sense of like circus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just thought it, yeah, I think it, it was really good music for sure. And yeah, that last scene I think is incredible. Like when it's like 
during the the murder scene, mm-hmm. how it switches between like the scenes of them and all uh, like the diegetic sound um, like goes out of the mm-hmm. scene and it's like this pink world and they're being separated from each other and you just hear their screams and it's like, I just love that, that sound design in that part. They, they got some good screams. And then For every time they switching. screamed in this movie, I was like, that's a good movie scream. Yeah. Like there wasn't anything cheesy about it. It was like totally legit. Like, mm-hmm. like compared to the terrible other movie that we watched earlier, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. For last week's episode for in, Colossal. Yeah. In Colossal, like when Anne Hathaway screams, it's like laughable. Cheesy as fuck. Yeah. It's like so it's bad. bad. Yeah. But in this, it was like so good. You know, I mean, it just seemed, it was cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. What yeah, well, we actually, what, one thing I will say on that is m- that was maybe one negative I have about the movie is actually that I felt like it sometimes was a little too, like, overly dramatic, even though I know that's what it was going for. But uh-huh. um, I guess there was just, like, a couple points uh, where I guess I just wasn't, like, totally sold on, on oh. what, what was going on. You mean, like, um, the way Kate Winslet minimal, was acting, maybe? Or was it I, just hard both to, of them? I'm trying to remember some specific moments actually, but um, th- there was just like it, again, it wasn't like a huge problem for me. But I, if I have to say something negative about, about the movie, I think there was like some just overly dramatic things going on, and then I also felt like there was maybe some lulls in the story where I felt like it was kind of repeating a similar hmm. kind of thing a couple mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, overall, this didn't really affect how much I liked this movie, mm-hmm. but those were some of the I actually had that thought though like while watching it I thought I wonder if they're like getting bored right now but for me the parts that repeated themselves in terms of like the general content like the basic plot lines of what was happening Mm -hmm. being repeated throughout various scenes to me was just like bringing you further into their world and that was the point of it it was like you get it's I think you know, showing them having their adventures and stuff like that, and then them, you know, it's basically reinforcing their attachment to each other, I mm-hmm. think, and the intensity of that. Right. One other big thing I really loved about the movie um, were those, like, clay people who yeah. uh, who are in real life. Uh, the, basically, the, um, the main character, she, like, is creating all these characters um, out of I think clay, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So like um, sculpting them as yeah, sculpting their story. Right, right. And and she has this whole fantasy world of who they all are and how they would interact with each other in this other world. And then she visits them in a, in a sort of literal way where she is walking around with them um, and and uh, interacting with them. And it's all like actual actors in these like crazy cool costumes that really looked like clay people. Well, I actually think that some of it was digital. Really? Well, because in the beginning it said digital effects by. No, but I don't think those people were. Di- I mean, because I, I, I did initially much. think they were digital, but then right. I was like, oh no, wait, that's totally a dude in a costume. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, don't I mean, know. she was like interacting with the, the way she was interacting well, with the them. Maybe the butterflies were the digital. The, yeah, definitely. Okay, oh no, fake. no, there was some clearly fake moments, like right. when the scene transitioned. Like, yeah, the lighting yeah, yeah. was actually pretty bad beginning. for that. Okay, part. that was one part where I thought Dominic's probably laughing at this right now. Oh, well, that was like a bad. <laughs> but effect. it was just a moment in the beginning, right? But no, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I'm pretty sure those those were I think actors so, yeah. in costumes. Yeah, the way that their mouths were moving were like an actor in it, but but it worked so well, like. Yeah. It just had this creepy effect and totally. um, 
made it somewhat nightmarish, mm-hmm. even though it's also like this kind of world that she wants to inhabit, but it also had this like dark edge to it. And just like all these subtle little quick moments that I'm like, damn, you, you did all that for that one second shot. You know, like yeah. when that, when that, when the words get drawn down on that big uh, oh, tower. Yeah. Mad. I think it says mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just one shot where it all just explodes into blood. Yeah. And it's literally oh, yeah, like two great. seconds. Sin. <laughs> oh, sin. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Sin explodes into all this blood yeah. for two seconds. And that was like a practical effect. Granted, maybe it wasn't on a, a tower, but that was definitely like just a bunch of fake blood. And I was like, damn, that's, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Do all, it's like there's so much little details. And like some of the angles, like the cinematography again, like were so cool. I love like uh, there's this one shot of um, of Kate Winslet when she's standing on the deck of a boat and it's like shooting her from below. And yet it's like from the side and it's kind of like this diagonal view of her and it just looks great. I don't know. I oh, uh, yeah, so many yeah. Great shots I, like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that that shot's great. It yeah. was just great shot after great shot. I mean, this movie totally. is beautiful. It's if beautiful. you care about cinematography, watch this movie. It's yeah, like, it's awesome. uh, in a way, it's like a cinematography one on one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also the journal entries. I mean, like all of the voiceover commentary <laughs> or the the narrative, the narrator. Amazing writing, like. It's Wasn't amazing. That her actual yeah, yeah these are her actual journal. journal entries. This from this girl who's what thirteen mm-hmm. at most. I mean, uh, it's like incredibly good writing. You have to admit, like despite everything, it's she was definitely brilliant. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I liked when really they were writing to each other like in character. I, I, oh I, yeah, I that, that was cool too. And it's funny because I, I mean that that's like something that I totally have done with like my good friend Aaliyah or whatever, like we'll, mm-hmm. we'll like pretend that we are <laughs> like <laughs> writing to like, like when we're on tour or whatever, I remember like writing her a, a postcard and I was like, dearest Aaliyah, you know, like <laughs> it, just kind That's of cool. playfully writing black back, back and forth, you know, it's yeah. like, it, it, there's just so many moments in here that felt like, Oh yeah, that's like a real kind of friendship thing that you, that you do, you know, like, sure. it's like, it's like what you do with like your closest of friends, you know? Well, yeah. Children's friendships can be really intense. And I think, yeah. yeah that, and that captures this really well. There were some things that I still don't know if I understand about this movie that were like somewhat em- emphasized in the film, like briefly emphasized subtly. Um, but I don't quite know what they meant. Mm-hmm. And one of them was when the father's talking to the mother and he goes, I don't like these girls being something's going on in that bathroom and I just don't want any hanky panky. (laughs) And then the mother is like, dear, I'm sure it's all perfectly innocent. And there's like this weird tone there that kind of like emphasized the word innocent and the way the mother says that. And it made me wonder like, why, like, why is she saying that like that? What does she know? know, And what does she want to ignore? And I don't know. I just thought that was like a weird, interesting thing. I just kind of thought it was a, just a, a kind of stylized acting moment in a way. Because even the way he says hanky panky is kind of well, like this. Yeah, but I mean, just she seemed like she was in on something and she was trying mm. to convince the father of some other thing. You know, I don't know. There was some something about the way that she delivered that line that seemed to have another intention mm. besides just what the lines meant. Could be. I don't know. I didn't. I never understood that, 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 that though. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well, my final, uh, just thing is, uh, just see this movie. I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it's just very well directed, very well shot. The, I think, I think 
the the technical aspects of it were the most interesting part to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the story was great too, but it, it was nothing like. It's not like the story was was this like insane complicated story. yeah yeah it's just kind of it is what it is um but that's not always so important to me no it's the dynamics between yeah. the characters it's about relationships so yes. it's just showing a relationship right yeah. yeah and so to me that was just sort of the backdrop in a way to just present it in this kind of beautiful package um and just kind of have all these aspects of filmmaking like really stand out and make something that kind of feels like an elevated um experience totally yeah um, Anything else you want to say? No, just the, yeah, see the damn movie if you haven't yet. Did she get her diary published? Well, I don't, mm, I don't know about that actually. What? It, oh yeah, one other interesting fact if you haven't seen it. Well, I mean, if you want to see it or whatever, is <laughs> that they uh, got out of jail only after five years after having been convicted of murder. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's kind of interesting, but yeah. only on Kids. the condition that they never see each other again. Yeah. I'm wondering, I want to look up the facts about that. Just sometimes, I sometimes just wonder about the wording of things in those like final end credit things right. when it's a true story of final like statements. Yeah, it's like, are we hearing part of the story for dramatic effect or what's up? But that is, it was, if they really were only in jail for five years, that's kind of crazy for like killing your fucking moms. Yeah. Fucked up. That is Fucked crazy. Up. Um, this has been Totally Tell Me. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. And most recently, we've added us to uh, Stitcher. So if that's how you listen to podcasts, you can now listen to us, which you must know because you're listening to us right now. If you dig it, share it with a friend, uh, subscribe, leave us a rating on iTunes. And our intro and outro music is by Lauren Anton. Uh, also, speaking of Anton, thanks, Anton, for uh, being being on this episode. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank um, and thanks to you for listening, and we'll be back next Wednesday with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Yeah.